Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Henry here from Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. Uh, coming at you alone this week in order to talk about the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist. Um, I just found out maybe two hours ago that John has had a uh, little bit of a dental surgery. And as such, he is not able to do the podcast this week. And I could not get a guest um, lined up. So it's just me, and you know what that means, ladies and, and gentlemen out there, boys and girls of all ages. You understand what it means when John isn't here and Henry is. That's right. It's time for yet another Less Than Zero. Now, this is uh, Less Than Zero quickly uh, types the name of the website, quickly clicks on the, the Less Than Zero tag. Uh, this is Less Than Zero 9, uh, because we, we've only done eight of these ever. Um, I think I have done a solo episode that should have been a Less Than Zero, but I just didn't title that for whatever reason. Who knows? But yes, uh, because we all know that Henry and John to Henry <laughs> just said my name in the third person. We all know that John and myself c together can can rise up to the the glorious ranks of zero credits, meaning when there's only one of us, we are unfortunately at a less than zero capacity. Um, be that a negative number. Or some type of weird integer between zero and negative one? Who's to say? That's not, that's like a math thing. And I don't have no math on me. So instead, you know, what you've got is me alone talking about what's going on today. And I, I did consider skipping this week, but I know there's at least one very important thing that we need to cover. And that's, uh, last week, the whole world's attention was turned on the Ocean Gate submersible. And at the time of recording last week's episode, we did not yet know the fate of that vessel. And we made uh, speculations and conjecture and, and a fair share of jokes uh, about the situation, there were there were countdown clocks with how much oxygen was left in the vessel, etc., etc. Well, uh, for anyone who hasn't heard, which I can't imagine there are many people out there who haven't heard, but I just thought it we we and by we I mean myself should do the due diligence of updating and concluding that story. Since it was sort of a, a, a flash in the pan, lightning in a bottle, it it captured the attention of everyone uh, internet-wide. And uh, so the fate of those five people aboard the Ocean Gate Titan submersible uh, was that an implosion occurred. The entire vessel sort of crumpled in on itself with such force that nothing was left. Um, I, I did see some people 
ask, like, well, we should at least go retrieve the bodies. There were no bodies. Um, To summarize and and paraphrase uh, Mr. John Green himself of the Vlog Brothers, uh, it's one of those situations where you stop becoming biology and start becoming physics. Meaning that just at that death and pressure, there's literally just particles and molecules left. Nothing human to retrieve at all. Uh, so our, you know, our thoughts are with the people who are affected by that. Um, and I'm not to be too jaded, but they did. There was a there was a million dollars on that on that vessel worth of admission price and uh maybe if you have a lot of money just buy the movie the titanic experience it that way or at the very least only get in vehicles that are rated by some sort of verifying entity that can certify that whatever vessel you're about to get in is at least structurally sound and made of the materials it should be made of. I'm not going to get into all the details here. But it turns out, um, carbon fiber and titanium may not have been the way to go with a submersible that wanted to go to 40, uh, 4,000 meters under the sea. Um, now a, f- a neat thing, not neat. I don't know. It could be neat. An interesting thing that I found out in all of this, uh, there was a lot of hubbub made over the fact that the submersible was controlled by a Logitech controller. Um, a $30 Logitech controller that you can get on Amazon. A lot of hubbub was raised about this. A lot of jokes, a lot of jabs. Uh, but as it turns out... Uh, Gaming controllers have been used to pilot a lot of different things. Uh, bomb disposal robots are controlled by Xbox controllers because of the people using them, the, the bomb disposal squad using them, are more familiar with the controls of an Xbox controller than they are a more sophisticated form of equipment. Uh, it really all comes down to user comfortability and familiarity. And success rates went up when they tested out using game controllers. Uh, So it's not unusual, really, for gaming controllers to be implemented in very important high-stress situations. That's just fascinating to me. That's a real thing. Uh, So as much as we lampooned the gaming controller controlling the submersible, it's not truly out of the realm of normality. Um, that being said, I personally will not ever get in a vehicle controlled by a gaming controller. I just, no matter the reassurances, I just, I wouldn't do it. You couldn't pay me. I'm going to repeat this. You couldn't pay me to get in that thing. Uh, you could have tried to give me 20 to 250k, to get in it and go down into the ocean. And I would have told you, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I pass. No amount of money can get me to go under the ocean. That's just not going to happen. Unless it's like, you know, a human realm of under the ocean of like five 
That's probably too deep. You know, like just putting my head into the ocean. That's probably as deep. I've scuba divin before. Scuba divin. I've scuba doved before, but uh, even then, it's like the snorkel is still touching the the top of the water. I'm not going down there. Is the thing. So I felt it was our our duty to cover at least that much. Um, because, well, I, I don't know. I felt weird covering that story. I'm going to be honest with you guys. We're peeling back the layers of the show until there's nothing but bone. But I felt kind of weird covering that story last week. Um, cause I, I definitely very much felt that by the time the episode was going to be released, uh, we were going to learn the fate of those those people on that 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 vessel, and it, like no one would have actually benefited from our covering it. That being said, we couldn't not cover it. Like it 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 dominated the 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 um what is that word? Reverbial, that's not the proverbial. It dominated the proverbial airwaves. Like everyone was memeing and talking and covering the submersible story. So and my TikTok feed was entirely just submersible people talking about the submersible. Um there were so many submarine experts. Who knew? So many people knew more than me about this. Where where were their sources? I don't, I don't know. And then we all pivoted to the Russian coup attempt, like, over the weekend. So everyone went from submersible experts to Russian coup experts. And now we're on to the next thing, because the coup ended too soon. I mean, it, it really looked like that was going to be the end of it all. The end of the war. The end of the Ukraine conflict. It seemed as though they were going to march all the way to Moscow and oust Putin, or at least oust enough people in Moscow that Putin would be on the run. He got on a plane, it turned out, and like flew away. Because why? Why? If you're, you're you know, you're the leader. Why would why would you stay, right? I mean, that's what strong leaders do. They run away. Anyway, we're not getting into that. We're not getting into that, even though that did seem like it was going to dominate. The, honestly, I feel like that coup attempt was just to get people to stop talking about Ocean Gate. Yeah. Uh, so, what is going on instead? What In the stead of what should have been a, a, an historic victory of Russia on Russia battles... What else is happening? Uh, a lot is happening. Too much. Uh, too much for one person to cover. Uh, but here we go. This is this has all happened very recently. Uh, it's all very stupid. And we're going to dive right in. Because that's what you come here for. You guys might be a little familiar with an entrepreneurial tech bro... Dot, not diamond, emerald mind inheritor, uh, Elon Musk. We, we've talked about him before. He's, he's, he's a notable subject of note. 
And uh, he's he's once again in the headlines for the just again some of the dumbest reasons we can ever think of. As it turns out, Mr. Musk has been all over the Twitter, tweeting up storms and memes and shit posting and just bad faith argument, man. And I don't even know the timeline because I do not care to learn it, but. Some way or another, Elon Musk and the robot behind Meta, Mark Zuckerberg, agreed to a cage fight. A cage fight between two tech bro entrepreneurial forces of making that sweet, sweet dosh. End all, be all cage fight. If not to the death, because that's we would want it to be to the death, but no, that's not what happened. Um, but yes, uh, Mr. Musk posted a message on a social media platform, Twitter, that he was up for a cage fight with Mr. Zuckerberg. Uh, Zuckerberg then repeated, not repeated, but respond. Uh, send me location. To which Mr. Musk then replied, Vegas Octagon, which must be... Oh, here it is. The Octagon is the competition mat and fenced an area used for ultimate fighting championship bouts. Uh, that is based in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Mr. Musk, who turns 52 later this very month, also tweeted, I have this great move that I call the walrus, where I just lie on top of my opponent and do nothing. He later tweeted short videos of walruses, perhaps suggesting his challenge to Mr. Zuckerberg may not entirely be serious. He also tweeted, I almost never work out except for picking up my kids and throwing them in the air. Uh, meanwhile, 39-year-old Mark Zuckerberg has already been training in mixed martial arts and recently won jiu-jitsu tournaments. What the f- where? That seems out of left field. The guy behind Meta and the Metaverse has been doing jiu-jitsu? What is he so afraid of? They don't got legs in the Metaverse. Jiu-jitsu's not gonna do you much. Anyway... It seemed like this was actually going to happen. Uh, there was maybe going to actually be sort of like a, a cool, maybe for the once in his, his dumb, stupid life, a cool thing where we would get to see Elon Musk get beat up by Mark Zuckerberg. No matter who wins, we all fucking lose. But in just another disappointment of 2023, it turns out this cage fight probably will not happen again for the dumbest reason you might be able to think of. Uh, because, of course, when Elon Musk talks, people listen. Bad faith listeners listen, for better or worse. They hear what the Musk man has to say. And in this case, UFC... Um, well, I don't know what he is, but uh, fight organizer Dana White. Uh, let's let's look up Dana White. I don't know what. 
I always get confused with the the lady who flips the letters in Wheel of Fortune. Uh, Dana White is an American businessman who serves as president of the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Okay, so that's where they own the octagon. Um, that's cool. So the president of the people who own the octagon, where Elon Musk said, you know, I'll fight you there, uh, got involved, of course, and, uh, you know, was gonna, people were going to tune in. This was going to be like a ratings generator. Why not? Why not take it seriously at face value and try to promote a fight? That's what Mr. White did. But much to the chagrin of everyone, the fight was canceled because Elon Musk's mother isn't letting him fight. Yep. The fight has been canceled. Elon Musk's mother pulls the plug on Dana White's UFC plan for her son and Mark Zuckerberg. What are you going to do when your mom gets involved and tells you you can't fight? You know, you're one of the richest men in the world. You can't fight if your mom says no. (laughs) It's we're just we're just watching kids on the school playground get worked up. They're like, oh, you want to fight? You want to fight? All right flagpole 3 p.m and then like 3 p.m rolls around. i was like sorry guys my mom says i can't fight i'm gonna be in big trouble if i fight my mom i would fight i would fight you in a heartbeat but it's my mom man she won't let me fight i i know i'm just as disappointed uh as you are because i wanted to fight no i wanted to fight but my look she just won't get off my back and what 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 am i gonna do what am i gonna do um yep so may musk that's her name uh says don't encourage this match with two angry emojis Yeah. Uh, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. But this is what's making the news these days, you know? Um, but we all went through something very harrowing with the, uh, the, the, the Ocean Gate submersible Titan. And now, um, now it's Elon Musk and, uh, Mark Zuckerberg not fighting. This is, this is the news, folks. This is what's, this is what's in the news. Also in the news, uh, I don't know if you know this man. His name is, uh, Governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. Maybe you've heard of him. Um, but just to sort of, uh, highlight this people not, understanding the news that they read uh, Texas governor Greg Abbott reshared and 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 retweeted and uh, really just dug a foot into his mouth uh, <laughs> retweeted a fake 
news story about Garth Brooks, country singer Garth Brooks. Um, can I just go to the news story? No, everyone just post pictures of the story. I, you know, we don't. Why? Why would I be able to just go to the tweet? Here it is. Is this the tweet? Oh, fucking journalism. No, it's just a picture of a tweet. Okay, whatever. The picture's good enough. Uh, But yeah. Uh, So the Dunning-Kruger Times uh, posted a fake story, a parody story, if you will, entitled Garth Brooks Boot Off Stage at 123rd Annual Texas Country Jamboree. And uh, the governor of Texas... The governor of the state of Texas, who should know and be able to identify all the words and the headline of that article, tweeted out, Garth Books booed off stage at 123rd Annual Texas Country Jamboree. Go woke, go broke. Garth called his conservative fans assholes. Good job, Texas. You know, seemingly praising people for for spitting in the face of something they don't agree agree on. Uh, the, the, this the background of this being that um, Garth Brooks supported the Bud Light Pride can, another equally stupid story. Um, and so Texas, I guess, would be rejecting um, his rejection of trying to reject the. Uh, the can the only problem is um there's no such thing as the texas country jamboree that's not a real thing and the fact that this would be the 123rd one is laughable i mean how long has texas been a state texas has been a state okay for a really long time since december 29th 18 45 uh so that's uh 1845 is how many years ago uh no what that's 177 years ago um so i guess ostensibly the math checks out there could have been 123 uh, Texas country jamborees. Uh, if it started in, uh, <laughs> if it started exactly in the year 1900, uh, what was going on in 1900? How old is country music? 1922. Okay, so 22 years. Before country music existed, uh, the Texas Country Jamboree would have been started, according to this article. And uh, this would have been the 123rd one. All of which to say is uh, all of this is fake. None of this happened. Garth Brooks did not get booed off stage at a fake festival. Uh, something that the governor of Texas should know. Shouldn't the governor of Texas know what events are happening at any given moment? Like, what big events? Especially an event so storied, with such a storied history, to, as to have 123 
122 other instances. Like, you would know that, hey, these big stars are going to be in this, this, um, what is it called? The state, you know? Uh, yeah. It's just, it's sad. Um, one Twitter user by the name of Greg Caesar, or Kaiser? Kazar tweeted, uh, Greg Abbott just accidentally posted a satire article because he wants to hate on queer Texas and Garth Brooks so bad. The Texas country jamboree doesn't exist. Hambriston, Texas is not real. And the governor is not fit to tweet, much less govern happy pride. To be clear, this didn't happen, tweets Christopher S. Brown, who is a retired TV network producer. It's a satire site. Texas is burning. There are plenty of real problems to worry about without getting spun up over a lie. It's amazing. You know, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the state of Texas has been facing a harsher than normal beginning of summer. Uh, I think summer officially started. Wait, summer starts. When does summer start? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. June 1st. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had a harsher than normal beginning of summer. Um, wait, no. But this now it says it started June 21st. That's six days ago. We've had a really, really harsh, uh, very, very heated be- pre-summer into early summer. And that we've had triple digit days with the heat index breaking records here in Austin at 118 last week. And other parts of the state, more westerly, actually are hitting like truly like 113 on the actual thermometer. Uh, We are getting nightly reminders to, while we're sleeping, turn up our thermostat to 82. Two weeks ago, and then last week, 85 while you sleep, uh, because the energy demands in the state are just too high for people to, for, for the energy grid to keep up with. Now, those of you who have listened to the podcast before, those of you who live in Texas will remember that the energy, this is the same energy grid that has been under fire by people who live here uh, ever since the uh, the the ice storms a couple of years ago i think it was 2021 the ice storms that left most of austin without power or heat uh and here we are again time and time again they've told us oh we've done everything we need to do to keep the energy requirements for the state under control. Everything is fine. We don't need to spend any more money improving the grid. We've already done it. It's good. And yet, every time the weather gets extreme, we get notifications. It's like, hey, maybe you should curb your energy usage just to make sure everybody has some. That sounds like socialism to me. I have to cut back on my energy usage to make sure everyone else gets a little bit of energy usage. We all need to ration 
our energy usage. This is the pro-capitalist state Texas. This is the private market backed free market enterprise state Texas. We have to ration our energy usage to make sure everybody gets some. That doesn't sound like the America I know. In light of all this heat that we've been experiencing, uh, the only move officially from the Texas government is a... uh, is our governor vetoing a law, striking down a law that would, that did provide mandatory mandated water breaks for construction workers throughout the day. Now, why would you get rid of a law that said people need to be able to take water breaks when they're working outside in extreme heat? That's a great question. I have no idea what the purpose of getting rid of that law would be. Because uh, now, it I guess it's up to the person running the construction site, the foreman, to say like, no, you don't get a water break. Go work harder, and uh, if you die, you die. This makes no sense to me. Uh, in other Texas news, a woman on 6th Street made national headlines for against all logic and reason and anything you can think of um, rolling in horse poop. Uh, For those of you unaware, 6th Street is the Bourbon Street, if you will, the uh, the bar district of Austin. Uh, During the weekends, the street closes down to cars. Uh, to make way for a lot of foot traffic. It's always packed with way too many people. But uh, that leaves the police uh, no choice but to mount up on horseback to patrol the streets in, in an effort to move through crowds with visibility and speed. Um, and of course, if you've been around a horse ever, you know, horses gotta poop. It's what they do. And often the poop just falls in the road and they leave it there. I guess there are street cleaners that come every so often, but not while people are out and about uh, bar hopping or whatever people do. And yeah, um, a lady decided to roll around in it. What I mean, I don't know what's happening in Texas, but it seems like we're losing our, our minds. We're, it's so hot that we're canceling water breaks. We're telling people to ration their energy and we're rolling around in poop. It makes no sense. The world is just a mess here in Texas. I f- If you take so many rights away from people, maybe... The only natural response is to roll around and poop. Maybe. Maybe it is. I I don't know. It's, it's baffling what would cause a person to do that. You couldn't pay me, folks. You couldn't pay me. Nope. 
Uh, but anyway, let's move on. We're covering a lot. We're covering it fast because there's no room for color commentary. There's no room for play-by-play. It's just stick and move, bob and weave. We just we would jump from topic to topic. Um, I'm out of things to talk about. <laughs> I'm out of things I planned on talking about. I went through them way too fast. Um, I don't know what to say. Uh, wait, no, I do. I did have one more thing planned for this little less than zero. We've covered the news. We've covered what's happening. Now it's time for a little fun. Let's have an adventure. Let's together, although I'll be the only person making the decisions, uh, play a little choose-your-own-adventure game with our very own AI, ChatGPT. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, I've got a little adventure entitled The Enchanted Forest here, and we're going to play through it together because I have no more ideas and my brain is empty and I have to ration my electricity to make sure a construction worker doesn't die. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the dulcet tones of the enchanted forest. You find yourself standing at the edge of a mysterious forest. The trees loom overhead, their branches intertwined forming a dense canopy that blocks out most of the sunlight. A faint glow emanates from within, captivating your curiosity. We have two options. We can explore the glow, or we can turn back and leave. We're here. We might as well explore the glow. Intrigued by the enchanting glow, you decide to venture further into the forest. The air becomes thick with a mystical energy as you push through the foliage, following the soft radiance that guides your path. After a short walk, you stumble upon a clearing bathed in ethereal light. In the center stands a magnificent ancient tree its bark etched with intricate patterns that seem to pulsate with magic. Nestled at the base of the tree, you spot a small, shimmering object. We could either approach the ancient tree or investigate the shimmering object. Well, I don't know if anyone's told you, but I love items in video games. And so we're going to investigate the shimmering object. Intrigued by the shimmering object, you walk towards it and crouch down for a closer look. It appears to be a small silver key, intricately adorned with delicate engravings. As you pick it up, a faint whisper fills the air, almost like a secret invitation. Curiosity piqued, you examine your surroundings and notice a peculiar door nestled between thick tree trunks. The keyhole on the door seems to match the size and shape of the silver key you hold in your hand. Now we have two options. We can approach the ancient tree or unlock the door with the silver key. Now, 
is the time for caution. We are in a woods, we followed a glow, we found a key. I think now it's time to approach the ancient tree just to see if it has anything to say. Intrigued by the presence of the ancient tree, you decide to approach it. As you draw closer, you can feel a gentle breeze rustling through its branches, as if it's whispering ancient secrets to the forest. As you reach the base of the tree, you notice a faint carving on its trunk depicting a series of symbols and runes. The symbols seem to depict a story, a message hidden within the bark. We've got two options, I'm surprised there's not three. We can try to decipher the carvings or touch the tree and absorb its wisdom. I, I've got a key though. What about my key? I guess I'll go with option two. I love absorbing wisdom. Maybe I'll wisdom a way to use this key. Intrigued by the ancient tree's presence, you reach out and place your hand gently against its weathered trunk. As your fingertips make contact, a surge of energy courses through your body. Images, emotions, and knowledge flood your mind in a rush of sensory overload. You learn about the forest history, its guardians, and the challenges that lie ahead. The tree imparts wisdom and guidance, equipping you with newfound understanding and abilities that will aid you on your journey. Hell yeah! Uh, feeling empowered by this connection, you withdraw your hand from the tree filled with a sense of purpose and determination. So now we can either approach the peculiar door, which I guess the key would come in handy, or explore deeper into the forest. I think we gotta, uh, we gotta do the door with my newfound abilities. Feeling emboldened by the wisdom gained from the ancient tree, you make your way towards the peculiar door nestled between the tree trunks. The silver key you found earlier feels warm in your hand, as, as if urging you to unlock the mysteries that lie beyond. You step closer to the door, and with a steady hand, you insert the silver key into the matching keyhole. As you turn the key, a soft click resonates through the forest, and the door creaks open, revealing a hidden path that leads deeper into the enchanted forest. The path ahead is shrouded in a soft, over otherworldly glow, beckoning you to step inside. It's a path you have tread before. How would I know that? Filled with the unknown and untold adventures. I can either step through the door and explore the path, or hesitate and assess your options. I do not hesitate. I step through door. Here we go. With a sense of excitement and determination. You take a step forward and cross the threshold, entering the mysterious path that lawns beyond the open door. The air feels charged with magic as you venture deeper into the enchanted forest. The path winds through towering trees, their branches forming a natural archway overhead. You notice peculiar plants and glowing mushrooms dotting the forest floor, casting a soft, iridescent light around you. As you continue, you come across a fork in the path, splitting into two distinct directions. We can either take the right path, the, the left path, or the right path. The right, the, we could take the left path, or the right path. Let's go left. Sorry. Uh, let's go left. 
Intrigued by the path to the left, I'm always intrigued these days. You decide to follow it, guided by your intuition. The path leads you deeper into the heart of the forest, where the foliage becomes denser and the sounds of chirping birds and rustling leaves fill the air. As you journey along the path, you notice a faint glimmer up ahead. Curiosity peaks. So it does. And you quicken your pace. Soon you become a spark. Soon you come across a sparkling waterfall cascading down a rocky cliff. Its waters shimmering with an otherworldly go glow. Oh, we can approach the sparkling waterfall or continue on the path. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do the waterfall. Unable to resist the allure of the sparkling waterfall, you make your way towards it with an enthusiastic skip in your step. As you approach, you realize that the waterfall isn't just shimmering, it's positively glowing with an array of vibrant colors, as if someone dumped a truckload of rainbow paint into it. Unable to contain your curiosity, you lean in closer to get a better look. Suddenly, without warning, a mischievous sprite emerges from behind a rock and playfully straight sprays you with a jet of water from the waterfall. You find yourself drenched from head to toe, looking like a walking masterpiece of tie-dye. The sprite giggles misch mischief mischievously, 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 flitting around you and leaving trails of laughter in its wake. It seems you've stumbled upon the water sprite's favorite prank spot. We can either join in the fun and engage in a water fight, or laugh it off and continue exploring. It always seems like option one is like interesting and option two is like get the fuck out of here. Uh, we're gonna do option one. Despite feeling a tinge of sadness, you decide to join in the sprite's playful antics and engage in a water fight. As water droplets fly through the air, a bittersweet smile forms on your face. The joy of the moment momentarily lifts your spirits, but deep down a trace of sadness still lingers. With each splash and giggle, you can't help but think about a dear friend who loved water fights. Memories flood your mind. Laughter shared, water fights under the summer sun, and the warmth of friendship that filled your heart. The water fight with the sprite becomes a tribute to those cherished memories, a way to honor the bond you once shared. We can either playfully splash water and remember your friend, or excuse yourself and take a moment alone. I feel like we need to honor the friend. As you engage in the water fight with the sprite, memories of your dear friend, former President Bill Clinton, flood your mind. You remember the times you spent together, the conversations shared, and the wisdom he imparted. With each playful splash, you can almost hear his laughter and see his infectious smile. The water fight becomes a light-hearted moment that encapsulates the joy and camaraderie you shared with President Clinton during your time together. As the sprite darts around, you playfully aimed a well-aimed splash towards it, imagining President Clinton's mischievous grin as he would have participated in such a whimsical activity. 
We can either continue the water fight with enthusiasm or pause for a moment of reflection. I feel like we're doing a lot of reflecting already. So we're going to continue the water fight. Despite the dark turn the story has taken, you decide to continue the water fight with an eerie enthusiasm. Each splash and giggle carries an undertone of darkness, as if the shadows of the forest have seeped into the playful activity. As you engage in the water fight, the sprite's laughter becomes haunting, echoing through the dense trees. The colors of the sparkling waterfall now seem twisted and distorted, as if they reflect a hidden darkness lurking within. With each splash, a sense of unease and foreboding creeps over you. You wonder if there is more to this encounter than meets the eye, and if engaging in this water fight was a mistake. We can either pause the water fight and assess the situation, or embrace the darkness and dive deeper into the forest. Um, we gotta dive deeper. Let's do it. Despite the growing darkness and unease, something within you compels you to embrace the ominous atmosphere and dive deeper into the forest. You feel an inexplicable pull, as if there are answers and revelations waiting to be discovered in the depths of the shadows. Leaving the water fight behind, you venture further along the path, where the trees grow thicker, their branches intertwining overhead, creating a canopy that blocks out almost all light. Strange whispers fill the air, and the forest seems to come alive with hidden eyes watching your every move. As you press on, the path leads you to a mysterious clearing. In the center stands a towering ancient stone monument, covered in cryptic symbols and inscriptions. The air around the monument feels heavy with ancient power. We can either decipher the inscriptions on the monument, or approach the monument with caution. We're going to approach. As you cautiously approach the towering stone monument, your foot catches on an unseen route, causing you to trip and stumble forward. You desperately reach out to grab onto something for support, but you accidentally grasp a loose hanging vine hanging from a nearby tree. To your surprise, the vine gives way, and you find yourself tumbling down a hidden trap door that was concealed beneath a thick layer of moss and leaves. The fall is brief but disorienting, and you land with a thud in a dimly lit underground chamber. The chamber is filled with an eerie silence, broken only by the faint dripping of water. The walls are adorned with faded murals depicting ancient rituals and mythical creatures. It becomes apparent that you've stumbled upon something of great significance. We can either examine the murals and try to decipher their meaning, or search the chamber for clues or a way out. I'm, I'm really digging these murals. Q. 
curiosity piqued, you examine the faded murals on the chamber walls, expecting to find ancient symbols and enigmatic scenes. However, to your surprise and confusion, the murals depict none other than Garfield comics. The stone walls showcase Garfield's iconic laziness, Odie's playful antics, and John Arbuckle's perpetual exasperation. The humorous and light-hearted tone of the comics starkly contrasts with the eerie atmosphere of the underground chamber, leaving you perplexed. You begin to wonder if there is a hidden meaning behind the un this unexpected artwork. Could these seemingly unor can these seemingly ordinary Garfield comics hold a deeper significant significance? <laughs> uh, we've got two options again: analyze the comics for hidden symbols or clues, or disregard the murals and focus on finding a way out. Now, I don't know about you. I need to know about what's going on with these Garfield comics. So we're going to do option one. With a sense of unease permeating the chamber, you reluctantly focus your attention on the Garfield comics, determined to uncover any hidden clues or symbols within their seemingly innocent frames. As you scrutinize the illustrations, you begin to notice subtle alterations and distortions. Garfield's wide grin twists into a sinister sm smirk. Odie's playful eyes become unsuddenly intense, and John Arbuckle's exasperation morphs into a desperate expression of fear. The dialogue bubbles accompanying the panels start to reveal cryptic messages hinting at ancient prophecies and dark rituals. The cheery facade of the Garfield comics gradually dissolves, revealing a disturbing layer of hidden meaning. Your heart pounds as you realize that these seemingly harmless comics hold a twisted secret concealing a darkness that permeates the very fabric of this chamber. We can either dig deeper into the comics for clues and revelations, or abandon the analysis and focus on escaping the chamber. We need to get to the bottom of this. With a mix of trepidation and determination, you delve further into the altered Dalt Garfield comics, desperate to unravel their hidden clues and revelations. The eerie symbols and distorted characters become the focal point of your investigation. As you analyze the illustrations and dialogue bubbles, you begin to decipher a pattern. The cryptic messages hint at a forgotten ritual, detailing the steps and sacrifices required to unlock the secrets of this chamber and potentially escape its grip. Your pulse quickens as you realize that the fate of both the chamber and your own lies in deciphering these dark secrets. Each panel becomes a piece of a twisted puzzle waiting to be solved. We can piece together the puzzle and perform the ritual, or abandon the analysis and focus on escaping the chamber. 
But it just said that the chamber and my destiny are linked, so we gotta do the ritual. As you mat <coughs> as you meticulously piece together the as you meticulously piece together the puzzle hidden within the Garfield comics, a sinking feeling washes over you. The clues indicate that to unlock the chamber's secrets and escape its grasp, you must sacrifice your memory of Bill Clinton's friendship, the cherished moments and the bond you once shared. The weight of the decision hangs heavily upon you, knowing that once the sacrifice is made, those cherished memories will be lost forever. Yet the urgency to escape this dark and mysterious chamber drives you to consider the sacrifice. With a heavy heart, you prepare yourself for the ritual, realizing that the secrets hidden within this chamber may hold the key to your freedom. We can either proceed with the ritual, and sacrifice our memory of Bill Clinton's friendship, or hesitate and seek an alternative solution. I am at a crossroads. This is really hard. Uh, by all accounts, my friendship with Bill Clinton were some really great times. He imparted some wisdom. Maybe I should consider that I have powers from an ancient tree. Where, where is that factoring in here? Maybe, maybe we'll take option two and see if maybe the wisdom of the tree comes in. As you contemplate the difficult decision of sacrificing your cherished memories, a sudden realization strikes you like a bolt of lightning. You remember that you possess powers and wisdom bestowed upon you by the ancient tree, connecting you to a source of profound knowledge and strength. With this newfound understanding, you recognize that there may be another way to navigate the challenges of this dark chamber. Drawing upon the wisdom you gained from the ancient tree, you tap into your abilities, seeking a solution that doesn't require sacrificing your memories of Bill Clinton's friendship. Using your enhanced perception and intuition, you survey the chamber once more, searching for hidden clues or overlooked details that may guide you towards an alternative path to escape. To escape. So I can explore the chambers with my enhanced powers and wisdom, or use my abilities to communicate with the chamber spirits. Where do the spirits come from? We gotta talk to these spirits! With a renewed sense of hope and the assistance of your powers, you tap into the energy of the chamber, attempting to establish a connection with its resident spirits. As you reach out, you're met with an unexpected surprise. The spirits within the chamber are, are, are unusually light-hearted and remarkably funny. They greet you with mischievous laughter. This thing loves mischievous. Mischievous. Their voices echoing through the chamber. Instead of foreboding messages or ominous warnings, they crack jokes and engage in witty banter, bringing a much-needed sense of levity to the darkness that surrounds you. Their humor breaks the tension, creating a warm and uplifting atmosphere within the chamber. The spirits seem eager to assist, providing hints and guidance through clever wordplay and clearly, cleverly disguised riddles. 
Oh, we can engage in a playful exchange with the spirits and seek their guidance, or listen to the spirits' jokes and riddles to uncover hidden clues. I'm in the mood for some jokes. We just read some Garfield comics. They were really dark. Let's do option two. Intrigued by the playful nature of the spirits, you immerse yourself in their jokes and riddles, listening attentively for any hidden clues they might reveal. The spirits' laughter fills the chamber as they share their humorous wordplay and cleverly, cr and cleverly crafted riddles. As you engage in the exchange, the spirits subtly guide you through the comedic cues, leading you to discover hidden symbols and secret passages within the chamber. Each punchline and witty remark uncovers a piece of the puzzle, bringing you closer to escaping the dark confines of the chamber. With the guidance of the funny spirits, you successfully navigate the hidden challenges, unlock the chamber's mysteries, and find the path to freedom. The chamber's atmosphere transforms from a place of darkness to one filled with laughter and lightheartedness. Congratulations! You have triumphed over the challenges of the mysterious chamber thanks to the unexpected aid of the funny spirits. With newfound knowledge, wisdom, and a sprinkle of humor, you emerge from the depths, ready to continue your adventures. The story concludes here. But your journey in the world of imagination and exploration is far from over. Who knows what exciting and unpredictable adventures await you in the future. Well, wasn't that a fun use of like 20 minutes of your time? I enjoyed it. That was fun. Uh, in the sense that I don't know if it was fun. Who knows? Uh, but thanks for listening. I'm going to wrap up this less than zero. Thanks for spending an hour or so with me. Uh, and next week we'll get back to the normal, the normal schedule. John's dumb mouth will be all recovered and healed and we'll move on for lives to the wonderful world of whatever the hell is happening at this very moment. But for now, I have been Henry. This has been a less than zero. And you can get in contact with me and John and the podcast at large by engaging with us on social media. That's right. We're on Twitter.com. You can reach us at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. That's where we live. Uh, that stands for Zero Credits Podcast of Henry and John. If you were ever wondering, that is what it stands for. Uh, we're also on email. We're on the email. I don't know if anyone else is on the email, but we are. So please send your business uh, whatever things uh, to uh, zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. That's where we live. Uh, we also have a website, zerocredits.net. That's where the podcast lives. We're on various amounts of podcast apps, including but not limited. Ooh. Included but not limited, but do including but not limited to um, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, Spotify, Good Pods, Podchaser, etc. Wherever you listen to us on that their podcast, uh, leave us a rating and review. It helps us with our discoverability and helps more people find the podcast to become friends with and listen to me ramble for an hour. 
but the most important thing you can do is just tell somebody about the podcast. Tell a friend. Tell a nurse. Tell a doctor. Tell a purse. Telling people is really good because it, it just engages the community at large. The more people know about the show and if the show's bigger, the more show we can do. Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. And I know John wasn't here, and I know no one else is here, but everyone here at the Zero Credits Less Than Zero Studios want to wish you the happiest of weeks. And until we meet again, goodbye for now. I clap. I could have just hit stop. It's over.